0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Tell Janelle podcast, and I'm Janelle. I enjoy talking to people, getting their opinions on relationships, business, or current events. I will be inviting several friends to join me each week to discuss various topics. Anyone that knows me knows I love to have fun, I love to love, and I'm always striving to do better. Have I hit a few roadblocks along the way? Of course I have, and they could have been a dream killer. But hey, I'm making it through, with little help from my friends. I hope you enjoy the show, and remember, we all make mistakes, but keep in mind, never be a prisoner of your past, because it can be a license. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Tell Janelle podcast, where we speak about everything and talk about everything. Today we have our guest. He is my cousin, my older cousin, who I look up to. His name is Melvin Thomas Jr. Can you say hello to my audience?
1: Hey, y'all, what's going on?
0: Oh yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) I wanted to reach out to. I I know, right? (laughs) I'm so excited because I think at at my age and with my other uh, cousins and my sisters, we were talking the other day and just a few other friends. We wanted to talk about marriage and relationships and how are we continually failing in that area of our life. And I had to take a hard look at my environment and I noticed that I don't have very many close family members that are married and I know Bunchy I call him Bunchy that's a, a, a an enduring nickname uh we don't ha- only can count maybe 5 on one hand of out of all our family members in Arizona across the country that are married so, okay. if you could just tell me uh, about your marriage and just a little bit about yourself so my audience can know who you are
1: when I when I when I look back at you know our relationship we came into our marriage pretty much just like all the, like you went into yours and most of our family went into their marriages relationship. Really not knowing or understanding what marriage, you know, really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but fortunately for us, um, we knew what we knew what we, what we, what we want. We knew what we did more, put that, put it that way. For, okay. Listen, in my, in my family, Uh, When I was when I was when I was coming up and, and, you know, living with mom, sometimes I would, you know, wake up in the middle of the night hearing fussing and cussing and fighting and and, and, uh, you know, I went to sleep a lot of nights with that, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I knew that if I ever had a relationship, I would ever get me a wife. I don't know, but at a very young age, I started thinking like that. I don't want it like this. You know, right. To be cussing and fussing and shooting and stabbing, and we had that all around us. All of my you know, aunts and uncles and stuff. We we had that all around us. So when I came, we came into our marriage base, and she came pretty much from the same kind of background. I, came from. you know, single parent, uh, mother. You know, raised by a mom. spent most of the time with the grandmother growing up, and and but we had a very similar uh upbringing in that um both of our grandmothers were connected to to to, to church if you will to you know okay. some kind of church some kind of religion and so we had a sense of of, of, of that a feel for that and um when we got together, you know, we, we started talking about, you know, we started thinking you know, we might want to get more serious with this relationship. And we started uh, talking about, you know, our background, where she came from, where I came from. And and one of the things that she always wanted as a little girl, and I don't know where she got this idea from. But one of the things she said she always wanted was to marry uh, a, a preacher, a minister. And probably because she was, you know, she probably had a pretty good uh, preacher or minister with the church that she grew up in. And, and she, you know, and, and she admired him. And, and But I don't know how well she got that thinking. Anyway, that was her thinking. And my thinking was, by the time that she came into the picture, because I had just gotten out of the Navy, she was still in the Navy. And she was stationed at in San Diego, right close to a little church that I started attending, I've been invited to.
0: Uh Uh, And
1: that's where we met. And uh, I probably think that that's, you know, probably was, you know, the best place to meet. I mean, we didn't meet in the club, we were not doing stuff, but we met in that environment. And as we began to start talking, and at about that time, I had also come to the conclusion uh, that that what I really wanted out of life I wasn't gonna get by the way I where direction I was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if I if I'm hanging around, if I'm sleeping around, if I'm doing all, you know, I'm I'm I, I saw myself kind of following in the footsteps of you know what I had been used to.
0: You mimicked your environment.
1: Yes, and I was going, but well, you know, I don't really I don't want this, uh, but I didn't know how to have something else. You know I had never seen anything else I, I remember a friend of mine saying uh, he used to be on a marriage retreat uh, committee with us and he used to always say uh, you can't uh, to, to, to the, the husbands that were there he says you can't be what you have you can't be what you don't see you, if uh-huh. you have seen it, you can't be it. He said, "We're asking, uh, you know, our, our, our young men to be good husbands and good fathers and strong fathers and leaders, but they have never seen that in their in their in their, in their environment. So how can right. we have to be something what they've not seen? So when we came together, we were both kind of kind of in that area where hey, we really want something different than what we've had in our you know in our experience, and." Uh, Again, I would have just come to the place where, okay, I think that this is my life, going to be my life right now as terms of uh, uh, preaching, uh, you know, being a minister, what have you. But I had come to the conclusion of, I think this is my calling. So when we started talking about getting together and spending a life together and a future together, we had some very... Serious conversations and honest conversations about what we both wanted from life.
0: Okay, let's let's talk about that. So, before the marriage, there is like the courting process or what we call the talking process. Mm-hmm. Now, the talking process—if you're talking to someone—that means you're sleeping with them in this day and age. But okay. the, the so I know that's you know that that just comes with territory sometimes. But how in the in the beginning stages of the talking process? You think that you've spent all this time like with some person and you've asked the right questions um and then you marry them and you find out that that's not what you wanted or it's not what you expected so what are what are the good the questions that we need to ask in the talking process to get to know that person that we're thinking about or entertaining you know either courting or or getting serious with and what questions or what should we be doing in the beginning
1: Okay, I think that's important that you that you ask the, the right question. But a lot of times we don't we don't we don't ask the right question. I think we need to be like attorney. you know. Attorney will never ask a question in in you know in a in a court proceeding that he doesn't really already know the answer to. I think he knows the answer to. So in asking the right questions uh, are very important. And at that time in our relationship, I was able to ask her the right question uh rather, not just will you marry me uh you know will you sleep with me or will you know but the question that was on my mind was will you be or can you be the kind of why this is my future this is what i this is where i think i'm going i think right. i'm going to be a preacher i think i'm going to be a pastor and so this is a kind as as much as i understood what that meant and what that called for i tried to uh I tried to explain that to her, although I couldn't really because, you know, you know it takes experience, but I was honest with her and was saying, well, look, this is going to be my life, and if you're going to be my wife, you need to look at preachers-wise and what's expected of them and, how they get, and all of that, and if you can't do that, then we need to be, we can't, we shouldn't be going any further than this, because this is my plan. This is my plan for my life. And I'm looking for the kind of wife that's going to go along with this plan and with this thing. Okay. Okay. So we were very clear. I was very clear. And she was very clear on the fact that, okay, um, if that's what you want to do, I want to be with you to do that. So we were clear with the direction that we both wanted to go. Again, we didn't understand what that all was going to mean and how that was all going to work out. But... I had the right question for her, rather than just, will you marry me? The question that I had for for her was, will you be my partner uh, in in, in what I'm I'm, I'm going to do and what my life is going to mean?
0: Okay. Oh, that's partner. Partner. I, I like that word, partner, because you you are going to be doing it together. So I know like for me, I've dated a few ministers or pastors or whatever. And I found that in this day and age of social media. Now you didn't have that cont- contend with when you were when you got married 40 years ago. Right. But now we are competing with so much or so many other forces. You have Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, all these other social media outlets where women are reaching out to you know ministers or just men period trying to see if they can get a bite or if the minister is interested or any man is interested and i think a lot of times that's a distraction in a marriage so when you're when you're in the dating process and social media has like all these strongholds on you like what questions can you ask to get that person or just to be honest about what social media looks like um, in a relationship because I notice a lot of times and you probably notice too cousin, when you're at a restaurant everyone's on their phone yes
1: yes Every,
0: no, one, no one's talking anymore we don't even know how to communicate fact,
1: that's the biggest, that's the biggest challenge and struggle that we're having right now in our own relationship after 40 years
0: she's Right.
1: because the first thing you want to do when I'm going to wake up is I'm going to pick up my phone so she she's going to pick up a, one of the last things we do at night sometimes is you know I'm only I just got to see what my text is my post is so we we are we are we are struggling with that ourselves even after and after forty years it becomes more of a uh the right word I'm using it's just not it's just it's just not it's just not good
0: right <laughs> right I right, great, understand
1: but um what was the question you asked in the in well just
0: even trying to navigate it so um well i had a when
1: you're trying to navigate when you're trying to navigate like you said because i'm looking for a you know you know i'm looking for a man i'm looking for a man i'm looking for someone who do do right by me don't do the right thing Gonna love me you know you know you know just gonna do what i think a man ought to do for a woman now again here is where we learned i learned that when i'm counseling i was counseling women that that was always they were looking they were looking i was saying look it's not your job to look ah there you go because the bible says and again that's that's my that's been my that's been my foundation so that's the only thing i gotta pull it from but it says whoever finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor from the lord so it's not your job as a woman to be To look be go looking and try to find something. It's your job to be findable. Okay. It's your job to be findable. It's your job to say, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to become the kind of woman that that will attract or will, we call it the universe or whatever you I call it. I you know, I call it God because God is trying to hook you up. Janelle, he see you. He see your heart. He see your passion. He see what you what you want. He see what your desire. He see you know. And he said, "I'm gonna hook you over somebody that don't care for you." I'm a father myself. Yes. So I know what when my daughters were going. I know what kind I wanted for my daughters. I I didn't want nobody beating on them. I didn't want nobody cussing them. I don't want nobody dogging them. I wanted them, and so. I, you know, I tried to teach them how to be findable and not just be looking for somebody. Okay, okay. But and, and that's the problem that most, a lot of our, women, our sisters have is they're just looking for somebody instead of spending a lot of time on being findable. And I can understand because once you, <laughs> you spend all this time on being findable, but you got all these knuckleheads out there. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, what? you just got to believe that you know, that there is that man, that that partner, that that person out there that that God wants you to be in a relationship or have you a relationship with where we're honored for both of you and him as well.
0: Well, I, I was gonna say too, in being findable, I think just being honest, just speaking to my friends and you know, doing some inner inner thoughts and just I've been talking about this with a lot of women. So in that process of being findable, you know what I found is we are competing with that social media component. So you have, you know, not that you can just dress in a church lady outfit and have, you know, your, your hair done or whatever post, you know, God, you know, God fearing things and inspirational cults or whatever. But I'm talking to my friends and they're saying that they're finding that the women who seem like they're findable are the ones who are just just out there it's like where are all the good men at? all they want is these women you know showing everything or or have their their backside to the camera and it Mm -hmm. seems like they they're the ones who get the likes and you know you're competing with that not that we're competing like initially but I'm just saying like that's what that's what's out there and that's what the men are looking for so I find that even women my age are posting those selfies or posting pictures with the pouty lips you know where they're they're almost mimicking their children what are you doing
1: It's funny that you're saying that. My wife and I were just talking about that this morning because someone was asking her to to do some kind of challenge. Uh, Okay. Trying to do this challenge, just but she she was going. But one of the one of the things she was saying is, you know, I see a lot of people posting and a lot of women posting. They Posting this, you know, posing like this and sticking out of his, like you know, with all this, you know, sexual kind of emulation. She says, "I don't know why they do that." You know, and I don't know, what, but I don't know why. They, I, I, I'm a man, and I know why. You know, I know why they do that.
0: Well, let us let us know because we need to know.
1: Okay. Uh, well,
0: is it attention uh, or
1: no? A, a- attention. And the first okay. thing the first thing that gets a man, I don't care whether he's a priest pastor or whatever. The first thing that gets a man's attention is the curves and the swerves and the eyes. and that—that's We are physical men, men. I don't care how much Bible you got in you, how much church you got in you. We still created to be men and to when we look and when, when we see them curves and we see all you know, we we are we are subtract we are, we are attracted to that
0: all right right tell the truth
1: when I, when I, the first time I knew that I was really attracted to my wife it wasn't in it wasn't in Sunday school it wasn't you know in in you know after church service. it was at a at a picnic a church picnic and she was standing about 50 yards away from me I think we we're playing softball all of a sudden and she was in jeans and it was the first time I ever seen her in jeans
0: oh uh, okay.
1: And I said, Lord, you. mercy, this. <laughs> <laughs> I preach until the day, until Jesus comes. but I just got that. But it was, you know, it was that she, she was pretty, she was fine, and she was, you know. It, so a man sees that first. I don't care, you know what? I just that's a man. Okay. He sees that first. Okay? okay. And then he has to uncover whatever is. Whatever else is under that, I remember I was listening to a, a song the other day. I think it was by uh, I don't know Bill Holiday or somebody, but it was talking about a man talking about he, the woman had a body like Fisher and a mind like Mattel.
0: Oh, <laughs> but, okay. But we're looking,
1: for, <laughs> we're looking for that body first. That's, yeah, that's the, that's the real, that's the real talk. Right, that's, that's the real talk. And and you know, I think that's I think that's I think that's how God wanted it. That's why I, when we when He created. Uh, e for Adam. I think that when he was doing that, he was saying, "When I, when I, when he see this, <laughs> when he see these curves and these curves, and I'm putting on this, and when I show him this, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all gonna be over." You know? Oh yeah. 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 So we do that first as a man. That's what we. And women know that. That's why y'all do what you do that's why y'all you know shake what you shake because y'all know that but now the men I, when i say man on man there are very few men out there that can that are that have strong enough or that have um uh, disciplined themselves enough to be able to say well no I, you know i know that's pretty i know that's fine into but 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 where where is this going what right can this? you know you know what do i you know am i out for fun am i out for you know you know and a lot of the men that are out there looking at that you know when they see that then they go okay you know that's you know that would be nice you know they start dreaming and scheming but what are they dreaming and scheming about what you showed them they you know they they don't know nothing when they see that picture especially on social media on social media you can be who, who you want to be right <laughs> on social media and when they see that that's all that they that they see but that's what that's how we that's what how we are wired is
0: okay so i have to ask you a question cuz i know you um you dated have dated a lot of dating experience mm-hmm. and just been talking to you know other females or other women out there what we've noticed is that men will approach you court you date you and then automatically we think that if they're courting us then hey that's my boyfriend or hey that's my man but, but, men, is- See, but men yeah
1: go ahead
0: no just in in our experience it's like you know you're in a relationship but nobody's told you you're in a relationship he didn't agree to it just because he's giving you attention you believe that he's yours you've claimed him already and what we've noticed is that women have gotten their feelings and their emotions all tangled up and the man is like why are you tripping it was just a sex thing like what's the problem so you have a lot of women out here being hurt too because we have that mentality because we want to be with someone but a man doesn't have those authentic conversations with you to let you know where you stand and then if they do have those authentic conversations with you to let you know where you stand they're lying because they're telling those same conversations to someone else so what 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 how can we protect ourselves and why do men do that I know women do it too, but I'm just I'm a woman, so I want to know what the male perspective is.
1: Um men do it just like for women. We want what we want like we want it. I mean when we just purely and totally and see there's nothing right now that would keep me from just okay, I see this woman, she's pretty and, and you know, and, and look you know, look like she, you know, she'll get you know, she'll give it up and we can do we, we can do that. It's nothing to stop me from doing that if I want to do that. Except mm-hmm. the discipline that I've disciplined myself to say, okay, uh, that that third that third entity in this relationship, that's ain't gonna work with him. Right. But most but most of us don't have that. And I had to learn that. It had to be that for me, I had to want to, I had to learn or really want to please God or please my father, really that I wanted to please me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and 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 that's and that's a struggle dealing with this flesh and and you know bringing it under subjection of the, but it. But it but it that's discipline. You know, that it takes it takes the word of God, it takes, you know, it takes people around you, it takes brothers and sisters to encourage you, it takes a community around you that have been thinking the same thing and and believing the same thing and encouraging you to do the right thing. All of that's important. And most of us don't have that kind of structure around us that that keeps us from just going straight after the flesh without considering the spiritual aspect of see we're the spiritual people what you really want uh janelle what i want what every woman wants cannot be satisfied purely through the flesh right we are we are we we want to be we want to be we want to be together when the Bible talks about man and woman becoming one flesh, it's not just a sexual thing, but it's a spiritual thing. It's where our spirits connect. And then we begin to, uh, you know, become that word I used earlier, partners, With where our our relationship is a partnering uh, relationship. But we cannot let the flesh part of it be the determining and the dictator and the overall as to what we're gonna do and how we're gonna do it. But we're very we're not honest with ourselves a lot of times right. by, by, about that. You know, yeah. Um, if we were, if we were, if, if 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 men were really honest, a lot of the times they would just say, "Hey, look, you know, I just wanna, I just wanna have a good time. You know, you, you look nice, and you know, I like laughing with you, and you know, I like to have a drink with you, and and." Uh, we go to bed and we have a good time, and and and. But that's all I want from you is is just to have some fun. Just I don't I don't I'm not thinking about uh, a, a long-term relationship. I'm not I'm not thinking about stopping doing going. With, you know, I'm not messing around with other women. But I just like to spend the time I spend with you. And many of our women will just accept that. Okay, hoping that I'll be so good to him. Uh, that eventually he'll. And most of the time, women know that you, you, you know, you got some other men, other women, and stuff. And but they go into it with, you know, I'll be so good to him, I'll be so nice to him, I'll be so wonderful to him that he will want only me. Yes. Desire yep. only.
0: And I was, I was talking to my sister, too, just in saying that it's like, we'll try our best and just being so good, we'll try and build him up. So if you meet someone who doesn't have a car, I noticed that a lot of women will, you know, oh, let me help you get a car. drive have a place to stay? We'll help them get a place to stay. If they're short on their child support, I've noticed they'll buy groceries or, or give them money then that kind of thing, just in trying to keep them and knowing that they're, in a, that they're not in a position where that's their main man, but they're trying to buy him or woo him to make Heard the main woman, if that makes yes.
1: sense. Yes. And 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 most of the time, 99% of the time, that, that never works. You know? Right. Because, you know, he he is really sometimes, you know, I, I heard someone say this a while ago, he says when people tell you uh, what they are, show you what they are, believe them.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, uh, I think Oprah they, Winfrey said that, and she said believe them the first time.
1: Yeah, believe them the first time. And sometimes <laughs> actions speak a whole lot louder than Right. And it shouldn't be very long into a relationship, it's especially if you want it to be a meaningful long-term relationship, then before you even get into bed, you ought to be talking about, yeah, this is what I want out of this relationship. And, mm-hmm. you, know, and you may not get honest and straightforward answers, but at least you should be having that kind of company. You should have that. This is what I want. And, and hopefully... But most of the time, the man is not going. You know, he' going to tell you what you want to hear. You know, he, you know, he' going to you know, smack that. He got, he got his He knows what he wants. And most of us, as men, that's what we we want. That. Okay. And I have learned in my own personal experience that uh, what we call, what I call, just being in love with my wife and and not wanting to hurt her and and, and wanting the best for her and and just warning all of it, I have discovered that that that's not enough. She could do, and I've been blessed in in and in, in, uh, in, in my marriage that had I've had, I mean, you know, amazing sex and just you know, she's just a one been a great mother, wonderful mother, great supporter of me, in oh, yeah. know, our mission and my ministry and all of that. But my point in all of that yet yet is all of that's not enough to keep me from in, from in, jumping in the bed with another, with another woman. The, all of that, all her, she can be as good and all that, all, and, and if, if, if the truth be told, for most men, that's the situation. And we can go from, I mean, we don't have to be dogs with it, but if you ain't, if you on, if you ain't strong in that area and you ain't disciplined in that area, uh then the what, what I'm trying to say is. It's not you, Janelle, it's not the woman because you can never give a man, I don't care how much you give him, and if he doesn't have something else to consider uh, as to how he's going to make that decision, then he probably is going to, you know, he's probably going to to fall. Right. Right. He's gonna go along, but but you know I learned in an early age to consider that man I can't I can't I can't please God and expect Him to you know be what I want Him to be and to, I, I learned that you know that if I don't treat my wife right then you know He won't answer my prayers you know First Peter I believe that and that the more I, the more I believe that then when I see a fine woman um, and uh, you know, I you know I don't try to fool myself. Oh, I'm on this, or oh, i you know, I, I shouldn't be looking. I shouldn't be thinking about that. I know I don't try to fool myself. Without I know my flesh, right? So I and then I begin I immediately. Man, I be, immediately begin to say, you know, you know, I learned to, to do this, Janelle. I've been very, very practical with it. Okay. And, uh, I used to wrestle, you know. Sometimes she be one, going, going, one be going by that girl. I mean, you, you shouldn't even be looking like that, you shouldn't even be thinking like that. But, but, but the really, the, the, the thing was, the truth was, I was. Right. So what do you do about that? The Bible says very clearly, bring every conscious thought under the subjection to the obedience of grace. Every conscious thought. Now, when I really believe that, for real, for sure, and started practicing that. So she walked by, I said, fine by, I said, you know, glad Oh, like you sure made them fine like that. I'm glad you made a woman like you make them. And she's somebody's mother. She's somebody's, maybe somebody's sister. Somebody. Right.
0: I don't wanna, you know, I don't want to think,
1: I don't want to, I don't want to go, no, I don't know how she's been treated, but I don't want to be like that. I, if, right. If she, ever, if she, if she does, and I, have, I it, it, it has, you know, happened a few times, but I want them, I wanted to one. I wanted to, for them to be able to say, well, I, I know a preacher that, you know, that I tried and I, you know, I did what I, and he wouldn't, he didn't, he did the right thing. Right. That was important to me. Yes. More important to me. But, but again, the point is, my wife couldn't stop that. No matter how good she was, no matter how much, how, how satisfied I was with the sex and everything. Man is, you know, he, you know, it's just the flesh. We never right. get enough. We never get, you know, can't, can't satisfy. So I had to have that third entity all the time saying, no, oh, that's not the right thing. What's gonna happen here? I mean, you know, look at, and then I had my own background, my own history to look at, cause that's all I came from. Right. You know, sleeping around and, and, you know, we got mama's babies and, and papa's babies and we got all, that's all my family and all. That's all I came from. And I didn't, and then I say, I really don't want that. And if I really don't want that, then I can't do that right so once I really decided that look I am going to do the right thing by by God okay because she was enough and no woman could be enough and no man can be enough that's God. way God created us to be satisfied with nothing else and nothing less than Him. Now, He'll add the other things, but He said, Seek first the kingdom and His rights, and all these other things will be added to you. He'll add those other things, but we, we get it twisted. We, we, we say, Well, I, I don't need that. I can I can live happily ever after without that, that that third party. I don't need the word. I don't need the spirit. I don't need God. You know I can I can do it. You know, as long as the sex is good, long as it's pretty, long as you know we can do it. But if we find out that that, that don't do it, it, it doesn't. Never, it
0: can't. Do yeah, it. it never does.
1: No, it, it can't. And so it's no fault in the woman. And I, I can understand the women saying, you know, what, what is it? Is, is 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 it? You know, is it me? Is it you know why? I, and if you go into a relationship believing and thinking that I can be everything this man needs all the time that he needs and whatever he needs, that you already set yourself up for failure.
0: Absolutely. Cause, and, and I think that's what our problem is too, is we do set ourselves up for failure. Because in just you know all my conversations, we ask ourselves like, why would a man cheat on, I, I don't want to say Beyonce, because that's like so cliche, but why would a, a man cheat when they have a woman at home. She she keeps the house clean. She sexes him when he wants it. Uh, you know, she feeds the children. She works. She does everything that he needs. And then he still steps outside of his marriage. So you uh, you said it. It's it's, it's, it's just flesh. not enough.
1: It's just not. It's, yeah, it's the flesh and the in the in this fallen state. You know, we we just we just can't trust that. I need somebody else. You know, to, to help me when I'm too weak to help myself. mm-hmm uh, whether that's another brother, but I, I, you know, it has to be, that's
0: to my, be going. Passion.
1: Yeah, my passion, this this is what I want. This is really what I want. And if I want to get to cussing and fussing and stabbing and, and you, you know, you this and where you going and where, all that, and you know, I, then I say, okay, well, that's where this gonna go. I already know that, you know, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta lie, I got you know, you ain't come home yet. You guys, I just didn't want all that. I seen enough of that
0: and right.
1: but i wasn't but at times you know when you you know as a young man you go, i know what i'm supposed to do and i know how i'm supposed to but if you don't have if a man doesn't have a community around him and a, a firm belief that i really want to do the right thing i really want to do the right thing the way god wants me to do it. and if that ain't his if that ain't his mind that ain't his his, his desire and his effort then you know we just we just in this thing like you know, like men and women doing what we do, who we can do it with. So
0: so do you think in this day and age, do you think men still want to get married? Or do you think that they're comfortable with just jumping from pillar to post, just to, from woman to woman to woman?
1: I, I, When you say, do I think that man, does a man wants to get married? Here in, again is, we have, that word has no meaning to us. Okay. Like it should have when you like, say does was a man want to be married what are you what are you asking
0: I'm asking so and just I, I spoke with a group of women we're in a singles uh, group this weekend mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's mostly single women not a lot of single men mm-hmm. and we're we're asking you know well we're we're single we want to be married or we were engaged and then that didn't work out so we're asking are there do you think that there's still a majority of men out there who believe in those old style family mm-hmm. values that want mm-hmm a wife the white picket fence the children who want to get married no, and, you know no you don't think
1: so? no that that's that's been gone long time ago
0: okay so that's a that's the thing that's a myth now
1: it's it's pretty much a myth now uh look, if you meet 99 men out of 199 of them mostly don't want what they want to do what they did marriage when, when you're thinking about marriage now because we think about ma- the marriage. What does a man want? I mean, what does he think marriage is, and what is it? You know, um, I think. See, we 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 have our definitions too foggy, too gray, too clear, too unclear.
0: Mm-hmm. And most
1: most men today—that's just the way. This is the way the world is. Most men today um, are lovers of themselves, but it's that it, that should not be news to people reading their bibles that in the end times men will be lovers of themselves and so it's not it's not news that as as we go process down through the stream of time it'll get men will get more and more selfish and i want what i want i want how i want it and like i want it and who i want to do with that's what that's what we are now in this world it's not a lot of men really out there looking for a woman to say I want to settle down with you. I want to learn how to love you. I want to learn how to serve you. I, you know, I want to, what are you doing? I want to, if, you know, if I was, if I was with you and I would learn Janelle, you know, what kind of business is she doing? Can I help her in that? Can I encourage her in that? Um, you know, um, th- that was the kinds of those, those kind of men though are very rare, very far few in between. But that's, that's the way of our world is. It is what it is and we can't right. make it you know, like, but that old, old thing, I'm gonna find me a woman. I'm gonna find me, I'm gonna settle down with her. We're gonna have a couple of kids and we're gonna, it's gonna be me and her and we're gonna we're gonna make it through the hard times and the tough times. You know, we aren't, most young men who are of, of, of marrying age, if you will, for the last two generations, we haven't had that kind of mindset.
0: And what do you think is the demise? I know it's it's prophesied. What do you think is, is the demise of the family structure then or the family unit? Why, why isn't that happening anymore as, as prevalent as it was, you know, some years ago?
1: Because it's not as important to us as it was. When, for instance, um, coming out of, of slavery from 400 uh, years of the worst inhumanity to man, the kind of slavery, chattel slavery that has ever existed on this planet. Coming right out of that, uh, we only had ourselves. So family meant more to us then than it does now. See, I don't need you. You can go to Texas, you can go to whatever you? Our families are everywhere. But coming out of slavery, we needed one another, okay. all right. even though we had all this missed, uh, uh, brokenness and, and dysfunction that came to us as a result of, of all that time spent in slavery. And that's why a lot of times our, our men are like they are. I mean, we didn't just get like this. I mean, it, it was as a man, right out of fresh out of slavery, we come from a, the past that said. You know, the more the more women you can sleep with, and the more and the more women you can, the, the more my slave women slave you can knock up for me. That's that's your value, right? You know? And 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 other than that, other than you know working hard and just you know, out in the fields, the other only other thing that a man had was just like a a, a guy with breed in thoroughbreds. The only only the only ways he can make money in breeding those thoroughbreds is sell them and rent them out to other folks so we had all that kind of dysfunction going on you know in terms of what a man is what a home is but the basic of it was we need to work together as a husband as a wife the children everybody we need to you know we had to work together to make it then as we began to make progress as we thought make progress and get educated and and we don't have to depend on one another i don't need you you don't need me i can do my own thing i get my own place i get my own when we start doing that the family began to 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 fraction so therefore we don't we don't think of family like we used to i i need my family i want my family now i you know i don't you know, you know go up and get a college and get a job and i do my thing and i do me you do you family even family is different
0: right and you know women act like we don't
1: i go i go back to the little church that we started in my wife and i Uh
0: uh-huh
1: it was a big family we had about four or four maybe four or five couples our age that were just starting their 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 families out and so we we thought alike we talked about you know our marriage in in the context of the Bible and scripture trying to we trying to understand it all alike together and raising our children together in the same environment. And then we had uh, five or six older couples who were ahead of us and you know like they had already had five or you know six kids. And so they had gone through the stages that we were now starting. And they were able to take, you know, like my wife, my wife couldn't hardly boil water when uh, when we got married but there was right. some sisters, some cooking sisters and they, they grabbed up and, and you know showed her how to cook and showed her how to mix meals and why they was in the kitchen cooking and they talking about you know real life and family and and you know all all of that but we right. and I, and the people that were around me when I say community is important the people that are around me, the people that were around me uh were help protect the other brothers and sisters you know uh, if you're gonna do something crazy, you gotta really slip and do something. But the, you had some support to do the right thing. Is what I'm trying to say.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, and that
1: and and that really that really helps us. And we don't have those structures anymore. Uh, we something we people go to church, but they aren't church ain't even what it used to be. It ain't the family it used to be. It's a business. Is this? Is that? But it, you know, it ain't helping people to be who and what they ought to be in terms of a man, a, a woman, a husband, a wife but we we were fortunate to have that let me give you an example okay um you know coming into a marriage you know as you know as a man young man you know we got this thing you know i'm a man you know and uh i you know i'm run you know i should run things and call the shots and i don't have to you know you know i don't have to be answering to this woman every time all the time but that's the kind of environment i grew up in but even after a couple of years of trying to get all that stuff out of me, it was still there. So one night, I went over to my friend's house. He lived about four blocks away from me, and uh, we played dominoes at work all the time. And so I went over there, and we just started playing dominoes. You know, you know how we do. Some of our family doing we're playing dominoes, <laughs> all the time and everything.
0: And so, yes,
1: yeah. you know, I looked at my watch a couple of times. It's getting late. It's, it's twelve. You know, then it, you know, 30. thirty. I'm looking at my watch. And I'm going, you know, and I, I don't, I didn't call my wife. That's the, that was probably, we've probably been married about two years or so, three years at that time. And I've never done that. Cause if I'm gonna be late for work, I call the honey, I'm gonna be late, I run to, this is when I'm, you know, if I'm, whatever I'm doing, if I'm going to, so I got counseling with somebody, honey, this is where I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be counseling. When I get through here, I'll call you. And that's just the kind of relationship that we, you know, we had. But mm-hmm. this particular night, uh, I just kept playing and playing and all of a sudden we heard a knock on the door. Uh-oh. And he said, and uh my brother said, hey man, boy, that ain't my door this time of morning. And uh he said, we wanted to who is it? And I, the voice on us say it's done, it's done Warner. And he kind of said it like that, like, hey, man, I'm, you know, I done got up out of my bed, it's done it's Don Warner, you know. And I'm going, oh, man, this woman done caught, she, what she had done, Janelle, she done called all the brothers in the church.
0: Oh, where, my gosh.
1: Where's my husband, my husband, he ain't came home, my husband, where's my husband? You know, it's, it's one o'clock in the morning, and and she's calling all, she's calling around to you know to our from Don, Warner, him and his wife, we good friends, and so she's calling all this. So I guess Don, should be, oh. Don, talk. Well, what do you think he might be? And one of the places that she said you know, he might be, he, he could be playing Domino's. He, he found the place some kind of way, and knocked it was about two thirty in the morning. Oh my gosh! But I never did that again.
0: I bet you didn't. Next time she <laughs> gonna send the police. Why are you calling all the time
1: to the church? Well, why up at 30 in the morning? I don't know where you are and you ain't calling. I don't know if you're in a ditch somewhere or what have you. But see, those little kind of things, but a lot of men would go, hey, don't be doing, don't be calling, don't be checking on me. You know, I do, I come home and I want to come home, And you know, all that kind of stuff. But you gotta talk right. all that kind of pride and all that kind of stuff and want to do the right thing. It's just not right for a man to right. going somewhere and his wife don't know where he is or when he's coming back or what happened not to him. No, we ought, we, ought, we, ought, we ought to know that. So, you know, that taught me early on in life. But, you know, no, you know, you know I was mad because she had, you know, called the brothers. Why well, you going to call all the brothers? And now? They know I've been out playing dominoes. What? <laughs> well, yeah, well, they ought to know. You're going to be out two or three times in the morning playing dominoes. And I don't know what you is or what's going to happen to you. You say, they, they ought to know that that's the kind of man, that's the kind of preacher you're going to be. That's that's the kind of husband you are. That's, that's what you're going to do. And so I had to look at that and say, "Hey, you know, no, 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 no just you know, I, you know, let me go back to what I used to do." You know, right. it's not for me to pick up the phone calls and man, I'm in this line, I'm no game on it. I be on, you know. But I yeah, yeah, I, I didn't want to hear her say, when I it's late, come on." I didn't want to hear all that. I wanted to do what I wanted to do and come and I wanted to come. You know? Right. So we and then you said something to me the other day. I mean, yesterday when we were talking about you were, had learned this, you was trying this submission thing. If right. Work. If I, if I'd be submissive in the middle. I see if that worked. But submission goes both ways. The way the, the way the Bible scriptures teach it, I got okay, ho- to. Okay, let Hold that, that
0: thought for a minute. Hold that thought, cousin, because I I hear men say that all the time, and I've never heard someone say that it goes both ways. A man always, always <laughs> yeah. says a wife has to be submissive. I've only heard it in that context.
1: Well, if you keep on reading down, it will say, submit yourself one to another. One to another, yes.
0: It sure thing. does.
1: And then, the, you know, the man, you know, I want, you got to learn, I want to be, I don't want to have the gorilla a woman. You know, now that's one thing that was in my, in my, I seen that too. But man, I make my woman do what I want to do. she don't do it I'll hit her I'll knock her I'll do whatever you know I never wanted to be in a relationship like that where I had to make my woman do nothing okay right and so I learned as you know as a man okay well the Bible says submit I want to let me be the kind of man she wants to submit herself to yeah, she. So, so it ain't a, it ain't a struggle or a thing. She knows I'm not gonna ask her to do nothing that's gonna, that's gonna hurt her or demean her. Or she knows I gotta, I gotta show this woman that that I really do love her. You know, and again, that's just a, a word that's so overused that we don't understand that. But when I started understanding, when we started, we agreed. Okay, if you say you love me, and I say I love you. Let's let's talk about what that what you mean when you say that.
0: Right. What does love really look like yeah, to you? What does
1: love really mean? So once we once we once we agreed, okay, this is what love is in our relationship, and for us it was easy. First Corinthians thirteen: love is patient, love is kind. You know, uh, love thinks no evil. You know, love suffers long, and all love do all those things. So anytime. That I would get out of that definition, I could point to that and say, "That's not love." I, you, you say, "If you say you love me, but that's not love." Uh-huh. And even if I, so, even with me. So we started. Okay, love not. Love is as love does, and ain't no other definition of love but the one in First Corinthians thirteen that a man and woman could really grab onto and really be all that they can be for one another. But when they start saying, well I love you but I love you but I'm gonna be patient with you. I love you but I you know I'll cuss you I love you but I'll you know I you know I'll uh, I'll make you afraid or I'll love you but I'll talk nasty to you. That ain't love. But right. that's love if we can just get in the bed then have sex and you know all that then that's love. You know but that but what love is you gotta really say this is love and I ain't accepting nothing else you but this. And you shouldn't accept nothing else from me but this. Right. And don't let me get away with anything else. And that's what we—that's kind of how we started off our, you know, our relationship. I mean, don't. And then my wife was kind of like a bulldog about it. She said, "I'm not going to let you get away with it. You say you love me, love don't do this. Right. Love don't talk to me like this. Love don't, you know, don't do this. And you know, when you have come to an agreement on what the rules are going to be up front, then I can't argue with that." Oh, all okay. say, well, I just got to confess that that really wasn't an act of love. Or people really love one another. Shouldn't talk about it like that. Will you forgive? Mm-hmm. Me? Will you forgive me? And, and re- recognize, see that that's wrong. And then we, and then we go on about that. I can't be mad about three days because the Bible says don't go to bed angry. Right. And so if I'm going, if I'm going to really want all I can get out of my marriage, I, I can't, I can't ignore. What it tells me to do, and think I'm gonna have a a good marriage, a happy marriage, you know, a good home. I got I gotta follow the the instructions, the directions, and then and then it'll work.
0: Well, I wanted to ask you too. So we were talking about like our roles and you know social media, that kind of thing. What I've noticed is women, um, just getting back to it, women my age, because I'm 51, so or 40s, 50s, I've noticed that our grandmothers have gotten younger and younger. So we don't have grandmothers who will take you under their wing if your mom or or your daddy is acting up and take you to church and give you that solid foundation of going to Sunday school and dressing for church. so what? Where do, where do you? What do you think? Um, or what kind of impact do you think that's had on our society as well? Because our grandmothers are are having children at like fifteen, and their children have fifteen, so they're thirty years old as a grandmother.
1: Yeah, I I I think that uh, again, definitions. Grandmother ain't what grandmother used to be. No, it's not. Ain't, ain't ain't nothing close. And that again was, I think, one of the things that caused our family structure to disintegrate. Uh, so quickly. It's when women begin to um, not uh, appreciate their role as a mother or a grandmother and the honor and the prestige that that should bring with it. I knew when the when the Bible talks about the structure of a, of a congregation or a family, a church family, it says older women ought to teach the younger women. Yes their husbands and to love their children. Well, what happened if the older women don't teach the younger women? What happened if they're not? Then that's a that's a break and that's a terrible break. And that's what, and now, you know, we got, we, we, we're we at the part of a generation again where a lot of our women have become mothers at 15, 16, and been, you know, been dogged out and treated bad on a third marriage and what, you know, a second marriage and what have you. And, and now, I see, to be honest with you, I see a lot of just give up in our in our in our women. Which saying, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do the best I can, get the best I can while I can. And and in order to do that, I've I i got to compete like this. You know, I gotta dress like this, I gotta have because that's what all the best most of the women are doing. And I think I gotta do that in order to to Get you know what I what I want, but again, going back to the, the family and the structure, the woman, the mother, the grandmother, critical, crucial to, uh, to especially for us as African Americans, that mm-hmm. role was the absolute bedrock of everything. Uh, yeah. Cause again, what like for my wife, when her mother was just a single mother and what have the grandmother stepped in?
0: Right. For
1: my in my in my situation, my grandmother stepped in when mom was out there, you know, doing things, you know, being the you kind. Know, my grandmother stepped. We had grandmothers that, that did that. That's what they did. That's what the grandmother right. for them did. But now we had a generation, a couple of generations later, grandmothers came became, you know, uh, a mothers earlier. You know, they, they didn't have a the father. They didn't have the support of the family, and. They didn't have, you know, women around them, mothers. Sometimes, again, the nuclear family right out of slavery was together for a long time. We lived in the same place, in the same communities, in the same neighborhoods, in the same cities. And so grandma was right down the street. You know, grandma was right around the corner. Now we, grandma right down uh, across the country. If she see the grandkids, you know, know, once, twice a year, grandma way over here, grandma... Oh grandma, you know, got she started having her babies at fourteen, fifteen, and you know, by the time she was 20, 30, Friday, and you got they getting up and getting on, now I wanna live my life. <laughs>
0: now, right, you
1: know, and so that's you know, that's the thing. I got I have been held down by kids, by family, by men, and by the time now I got to, you know, I got I'm running out of time. I gotta you know I gotta do me. But you know, it's again, what are we looking in terms of what is life, what is marriage, what is love, what do I want out of this thing and how do I get
0: it? So before you got married, um what would you tell your younger self about what you should how you should position yourself? So if a young man is listening right now and he's he's not married, he's maybe in his 20s and just trying to navigate or figure out, you know, life and dating and that kind of thing, what would you tell him?
1: I would tell him that he is not an accident of of uh, of nature. That he is a very special uh, creation with a very special purpose in life, and that purpose uh, involves leadership. Uh, that that purpose involves. Um, um, Looking at his world and shaping it in a way that causes the best for everything and everybody. That first of all, he needs to understand himself as a man. Who am I? What am I? What do I come What is this all about? What does a man do? See, what does a man look like? That's where I start with with young men. What do you want to be? Do you want to be a man? And to, first of all, I, I, you know, I, I try to you know impress upon them the fact that just because you're three times seven or 18 or whatever, that's not what a man is. Right. He just reaches some kind of age and somebody tell you you're a man. So I try to show him, okay, this is what man is, and. For me, I just have to go to, back to the script of the Genesis. Okay, God created us. He created in His image, His likeness, with all this power, with all this dominion. And He gave us this great world, and He said, "Now I want you to manage it. I want you to, I want you to protect it. I want you to keep it." I, and 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 so that's what man is. And anything that you do or become that distracts from that purpose diminishes your manhood. Okay. So I try to get him first of all to believe in the fact that. He has a creator who has made him, and the and he is the only one that can define manhood. Mm. Now he can take somebody else's example or somebody else's definition of manhood, and most of us have done that. Men, to me, you, you know, you be you know, they were the pimps, they were the you know, they were the players, you know, they were the MacDaddy, you know, when you. You, that 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 was manhood. How many women you you know that was man? What is a man? Is that really manhood? You know to do that. Most of us we grow up. That's what we that's what we've been fed. But for those young men, I try to take them back. Now we got to go ahead and redefine manhood. We got to go all the way back to the beginning and see man. What is that? Man. What does that come from? Man. What is he to be about? Man. If he is to. uh uh Have a woman. What does he need to be thinking about before this woman? You know, what is how does he need to be thinking about this woman? But first of all, he needs to think of himself and really begin to understand himself as a as a as a man. And man has a very definite definition, and it ain't three times seven, or I ain't, you know. You know who has this or that is you know and do you have to just come to the people have to come to the conclusion that there's only one definition for man and that man that's that's god he created man he knows all about man he created the woman for the man and the man is going to live with the woman and get all he can out of that it just makes sense to me that you ought to go back to the you know the Creator and maker and say look this thing you gave me called woman oh <laughs> yeah this this thing you gave me, because it's called. Ooh, I can see that it looks good, but how does it really? How can I really? Take, yeah. How can I really take care of it? How can I? How can I really? It's similar. Like the woman in the garden was the same thing, the same. Thing. And they produced the same thing, fruit, for the world, life for the world. Yeah.
0: So he gave uh-huh. me
1: first of all not the woman, but work. But let me show you how to manage this. Let me show you. Yeah, yeah. So work this garden and and see all these beautiful flowers and everything and take care of them because I'm gonna put something in your life later on. That you're gonna have to treat just like this, these plants and these trees. When I used to counsel um, couples uh, having problems, one of the first things that I do is go in and I, I tell the husband, Go to the store, grocery store, and buy two plants. Buy right? them two little potted plants. I said, Go uh-huh. to the grocery store and buy two of your potted plants, and, and I want you to have a meal when I, when I come back at the next counseling session. They bring the two potted plants. I said, Now, this potted plant right here, I said, what is this, these? I said, now, And if, if you're gonna take care of these plants, first thing you need to do is pick up this little stick in here that has this, tell you how much shade it needs or whether it needs any shade, how much water it needs and all of that. I said, now, if you read this, it's gonna tell you how to take care of this plant. I said, so I want you to take this, these instructions that's in this plant. One of them, I want you to follow. The other plant, I just want you to go put it in the closet. And after about three weeks, and every time I come to the counseling session, I want to see that plant that you watering. I want to see, you know, do you know what it is? You know what it's called. You know, where do you have it situated now? Oh, I got it situated over here. Why? Cause it's called, it's it says it needs a lot of sunlight. Or oh, I got it situated over here because it says it needs a shaded area. Okay, so you understand that. And then I said okay, well, where's that other? Oh, that the one in the in the in the closet. I said, go bring that one out here. And of course, they would go bring that one out and they would see that it would all shrivel and dry. And I said, well, what's the difference between these two plants here? He says, I learned, I purchased this one. I learned how to take care of it. I wanted it to grow. I wanted it to produce. I wanted the leaves to be green. I wanted it to look nice. And so I learned how to take it. I followed the instructions. This other one, I just put it in the closet. Open up the door, gave a little sunlight when I wanted to, maybe with a little drop of water here or there, but you can see the difference. So it is with a man and a woman. So I teach a man that, hey, look, she's just like a plant, she's like a tree. You gotta learn. That's why the Bible, First Peter says. You gotta live with them according to knowledge, not only knowledge of them, but knowledge of you, and how to, you know, and how that. So, so. That's a whole different kind of thinking that most men don't 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 have. You know, you know, uh, you know. I'm I'm a man because if I blow in your ear, you can you know you I know how to make you tingle and I know how to make your, your toes curl. And I know how to yeah you know yeah. I know the right place to, to touch and the right place to make all that kind of stuff. But right. But uh, each you know each woman is unique and beautiful and and uh, the man needs to know that. There is more beauty on the inside of this woman or this plant or this creation that's on then on the outside. And my job as a man is to bring the beauty that's on the inside out. So if you just focus it on the outside, you know, the hips and the lips and the curves and the squirrels. that's what most men are We try to. You gotta try to teach that man. You gotta teach that young boy who he is first, and what a real man is. And then he has to want to be a man more than he wants to be anything else. See, I wanted to be a man. I wanted to have children, my children, my daughters, my son, whatever. They grew up and said, "That's my daddy," and I'm proud of my daddy. I want that's my father. And I don't care who my daddy is or who he is or what. I didn't want that. I wanted to. Man, and at about 23 or so, I saw that the way I was going and the way I was doing with women was kind of becoming just what everybody, all other men, was doing. I was going. It just dawned on me that you know I'm becoming like those men and fathers and things that I did. I said I didn't want to be that. I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't. Be. So how do I do something different? I want to be a man. So I had to go to the one who made man to teach me. Okay. I had to humble myself and say, I, I, you know, I messed it. I'm messing this up. I'm going to mess it up worse. Teach me how to be a man. Right. And and then you begin t- to learn. That's the only way you can become a man is to learn how to be a man. i learn how to be a woman. And woman teach women, men teach men. But we uh-huh. are, especially after the African-American community, and most a lot of other communities now, we didn't have a father to teach us or a mother to teach us or a grandmother to step in. And like uh-huh. like where this conversation started, earlier is the fact that we don't have the grandmothers that you know that you right. know you know at you know, you know fifty one. I'm trying to be like I was at twenty two. You know, I want my oh, yeah. I, you know I want my same body. I want my same look. I want my you know I want same everything. Why? Why do you want that? Why you want you know? Why? Well, because I, I want to be sexy. On that, but you but you know, I think where as as a woman at, at fifty one. Sixty or what it is, but women aren't thinking about. Well, now I should be at a place where my wisdom, my experience, is is more valuable than gold and diamonds. Where are the young women around me that are getting, wanting to get married, wanting to have? How many of them can I get together and say, Hey, let me. What do you want? I know you want this. Let me. Let me show you. Let me teach you. Let me. We don't have that. Even in our churches, you know, churches become a big, you know, joke. You know, we go and, you know, lather up and have a good time singing songs and preach, but ain't nobody teaching men how to be men and women how to be women. Right. You got to be taught that.
0: Yeah. And sometimes it's a hard lesson because someone can tell you all day long, but until you have those life experiences, you don't believe, it. grandma, you say, fat meat is greasy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You throw <laughs> it in the skillet and <laughs> turn it on no. fire.
1: You certainly see that it's greasy.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: it burned. burned. We have come to, you know, come to a place in in, in our world. It's kind of like a lot of people are asking the question now in terms of this whole COVID uh, situation, everything. And when are we getting back to normal? Are we going back to normal? And they just don't understand that ain't no going back, you know, ain't no, ain't no, ain't ain't no getting back. We need to understand where we are in, in our world. And when it comes to, to men and women, relationships and marriage, we need to understand where we are in our world. And what you know, God has already said that that men would be lovers of themselves and children will be disobedient, all this chaos, but we already see that. And, right. and we, we, we can't stop that from happening. We can't pray it away, we can't wish it away, we can't preach it away. It's gonna happen, because the book says it's gonna happen. But what we can do and what we need to do during this time, especially with, with men and women, is we need to have those relationships where we can see the storms around us, and I want to be a rock for you, and you want to be a rock for me, and all this other stuff, this 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 garbage around. We can't bring that into a relationship and be able to stand in the midst of all these storms that are going all around us. Yeah, but we need to. Again, that goes back to what you want out of a relationship. You know, uh, you know, the Bible talks about uh, if if if, if two are together, they can be wrong. They can be company for one another, and if one falls, the other one can lift the other one up. But the book says a threefold chord is not quickly broken, and that third chord is the one that we most of us don't have and don't want. And that's the chord of divine understanding and divine. Uh, instruction and applying that believing that if I do it this way that it's gonna work the best it possibly can but if I don't do it this way it's gonna be a disaster
0: and there you have it from Mr. Melvin Thomas, my cousin, Bunchy, who is always willing to drop knowledge on me, my family, my sisters, my friends. Continue listening and we'll get more opinions surely as we go. Have a great day and remember, great things are coming and believe all things are possible. Thank you for listening to the Tell Janelle podcast, where each week we'll learn together and grow together. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, have a topic that you would like to talk about, or just tell us how we're doing, please contact me at TellJanel at or call 214-600-8509. That's J-E-A-N-E-L-L at Be optimistic. Think great things are coming, no matter what you're currently going through. Think, there's so much to look forward to. Now go out there and be amazing.